everyone welcome back uh this here is the spoiler review for um ahsoka part five and part six so part five we have shadow warrior and this here oh my god like i needed kleenex for this episode i mean this episode was absolutely fantastic um just the fact that we have Hayden Christensen come back you know of course they de-aged him um for this and oh lord it was so amazing and I'm trying to get my bond up here lord child this wi-fi but anyway (laughs) so she is in the world between worlds and she has to overcome Ahsoka has to overcome the grief and the loss and her blaming herself for what for thinking that it was her fault for Anakin to become Darth Vader um very good episode um let me see so we start off who doesn't love the love the sound like I love the sound oh my god the sound editing it's just so amazing oh I love the whole what is it it's eight uh Japanese inspired themes and all of that like it's just absolutely amazing um so Hera excuse me so Hera we see she comes off the ship of the ghost ship and they're out there looking she's out there looking to see if she's spot anything and lo and behold, she sees um, Hu Yang. And, you know, Hu Yang is like, they should have stayed together, but they didn't. So he's just upset. And I love Hu Yang. Yo, like, David Tennant is killing it with this. It's just so good. Um, but yeah, so we get that. Now we're in the world between worlds and Ahsoka is facing Anakin for the first time in years of his ghost. And it was just absolutely so good. He said, you look old. Did anybody, like, I loved his acting in this. Hayden Christensen, I know Hayden Christensen can act, okay? I know he can act. I've seen him act, like, before the whole Star Wars. He can act. He did so good in this. Like, this hair was so redeemable on all fronts. Like, it was just so good. 
and he said, I'm here to finish your training. It's a little late for that. One is never too old to learn snips. Uh, I love hearing him say that. live or die I won't fight you I've heard that before so we heard that from Luke did you love their fighting their fighting was just so good he was like I'm not playing with you though (laughs) I'm a play. I'm a play with you, but I'm not playing with you. <laughs> I felt like the minute that you gave Hayden Christensen the lightsaber, like he was done. Like he was ready for this. <laughs> he was so ready for this. And then we see Jason sitting with Chopper. And the waves are crashing, and next thing you know, he hears the lightsabers. So now Carson comes up, and he's telling Hera that Senator Organa, you know, has covered him for for far too long. We really gotta head back. And that's I guess like our first name drop of um Senator <clears throat> Isn't it Leia at this point? Yeah, Leia. Leia Organa. So that's cool. And then Jason is interrupting, saying, like, no, I hear something in the water. So Hera, she goes to check with her son and you know he fills the floor honey and Carson is still like yo we still need to figure out what we're going to tell command And I love that little bit between Hera and Jason because she's like, I am listening. And then he's like, no, mom, you need to listen. And then she's like, okay. And I'm happy that she took that moment to just listen to her son instead of just like waving him off. Because, you know, you have to do that. If your kid is sitting there telling you, no, there really is something, listen to them and so I thought that that was beautiful and then you hear the waves and the lightsabers just fighting it out and so she's able to hear it so pretty much is is the forces with everybody but you it depends on how how in tuned you are to the force which I think a lot of people don't really understand
Carson, get your squadron airborne. So Chopper and Jason are staying at the water. And then Hu Yang said Jason has abilities. His father, Kanan Jars, was a Jedi. And then Carson says, okay, well, we better get on it then. <laughs> and then he's running off so they can all get airborne. <laughs> and then back to Ahsoka and Anakin battling it out and then he pretty much is like pushing her into the pushing her towards the end on purpose and she does her kick and she said it looks like you don't have have much left to offer I haven't taught you everything yet and then he goes ahead and cuts the supposed glass and it breaks her you know, breaks her, falls down into this cloud of smoke. And then we get a young Ahsoka. And I believe this is played by the girl that was the young Gamora. And um, uh, the Infinity War. I believe her name is Ariana Greenblack or something like that. And so she's there. You see all the stormtroopers. And then Anna comes through and she's calling him, calling his name out. And we are at the Clone Wars. And oh my God, I just, I couldn't believe it. And then, so this here is like pretty much a younger Anakin and I have to say they did a really good job with this <laughs> like she's like this is the Clone Wars and he's like yeah no kidding and it was really one of their first missions together she did such a phenomenal job acting as the young Ahsoka and you get to see um, Ahsoka's green lightsaber so crazy how we get to see this. It Anakin's blue lightsaber. And just the whole look, it just has so much of the Clone Wars feel of it. It's like as if we're we're literally watching like a live action Clone Wars. <laughs> it's so good. And so going through the cloud of smoke and then we again see all the stormtroopers and I mean obviously they all have their masks on some of their faces are covered but we all know like you know they're all clones and tomorrow Morrison I do believe yeah we did see him as Rex in there but he had his own mask on but um, before then we see Ahsoka she's touching an injured stormtrooper or you know a dying stormtrooper and he hold on to her hand 
to just kind of give it peace. And I believe like this here is like my favorite dialogue between her and Anakin. Is there a problem? We lost so many. And then he walks up to her. There's always a price to be paid. It was my fault. They were following my orders. I got them killed. Come here. This is war, Ahsoka. As Jedi, it's our job to lead. That doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. But our mistakes cost lives. That doesn't bother you? Of course it does. This, this isn't what I trained for. We must adjust to the times. Look, when Obi-Wan taught me, we were keepers of the peace. But now, to win this war, I have to teach you to be a soldier. Is that all I have to teach my own Padawan one day? How to fight? Do you even want a Padawan? Hmm? You know, teaching's not all it's cracked up to be. Really? What makes you say that? I'm joking. You're joking? Yeah, I'm joking. How can you joke at a time like this? What would you prefer? I don't know. Tell me, what do you want? You want me to be more serious? I prefer it. Listen, I'm teaching you how to lead, how to survive. And to do that, you're going to have to fight. And then the explosion. What if I want to stop fighting? Then you'll die. And then they go. But she's still standing there looking. And then, as he's walking, we see the shadow of Darth Vader. And then the theme music just playing of Vader. And and I think it's like the Vader theme mixed in with the... With the... uh, I guess like the other song you know the sound that's playing in it because it's not anything else I don't know if it's the other one but anyway I just heard a little bit of Darth Vader theme in there and so back with Jason and the and Hera and Carson and they're just airborne flying around trying to find them
And then the moves that Ahsoka did in here, the young Ahsoka, was so good. Um, when she was in the uh, the Siege of Mandalore. And I love how she was standing, crossing her arms. It was so good. And it's just pretty much just trying to teach her all the knowledge that she possess, possess and the legacy that she has to continue. And I believe that because part of his legacy is that he becomes a Sith, whereas, you know, death and war, do she, the question is, is like, do she wants to be a part of that legacy? And she's just bothered because of the fact that he became something that was so dangerous to the world. And then now we get to see his red lightsaber. <laughs> Live or die. And then his face turns to what it had looked like on Mustafar where he was fighting um, Obi-Wan where his eyes and everything just glowed and, and stuff and you could just see you could just see like he's just turning evil right before her eyes oh and I totally forgot yeah so now with the Siege of Mandalore her lightsabers is blue the two two sabers And then he kicks her back into the world between worlds. And then as he's walking, then you see the shadow of Darth Vader walking to, towards her. And then he says to her, you lack conviction. And then they're fighting. knocks out her one of her lightsabers kicks her and then grabs his lightsaber to his neck and then you see his face like the glow of it and it's pretty much just giving her the choice of what do you want to do you want to take my life And then she said, I choose to live. And then his face, Anakin's face. It's like you see this whole shift in his emotion, in his dark face turns to light again. And I thought that was so beautiful. And he smiles at her. And he says, there's hope for you yet. <laughs> and then he's gone. So 
because of her choosing to live and she's pretty much done everything that she was supposed to do now she's completed that that knowledge is done and now everything will go she'll come out of the world between worlds and you see it lifting and then she is soon in the water and they go ahead and grab her out of the water because Jason had to tell them to go lower than that but you know that she is there and so then we get to see her change from you know a lot of people (laughs) call her the Gandalf Gandalf the gray the Gandalf the white yes I can see that (laughs) and she's got her white you know cover on so Hera and Carson they had talked to um, Mamathma and then Ahsoka said that she knows how to find Sabine and you know what we get is the Purgles the Purgles and now she's Ahsoka the White (laughs) we're from Ahsoka the Grey to Ahsoka the White so she goes and meets with the biggest Purgle and hops out of the the ship goes to the ship I mean goes to the Purgle and communicates with the purgle and let me tell you my daughter thought that she was communicating (laughs) with the purgle too (laughs) she really put her hands out (laughs) she did the same thing as us because she's like I'm trying I'm trying it was just so beautiful And then you hear, like, Jason say, oh, it's everything that you said it was, Mommy. Like, how um, how Ezra, you know, was able to talk with the Purgles and blah, blah, blah. And so then she was, Ahsoka was able to communicate with it. They agreed. The Purgle agreed, opened up his mouth, and then allowed um, her and to go into the Burgle's mouth so they can go into hyperspace to Peridia. And now as all of that is happening, all the Purgles is <laughs> in the space and they are just like, <laughs> they just flabbergasted like all of the New Republic because they just couldn't believe like, oh my God, I can't believe like we're looking at Purgles right now. And it's just an amazing view, an amazing shot. I just can't imagine like how beautiful it was to see on screen. Like it just, I'm pretty sure it was just absolutely amazing. And just when they jump in, oh my God, you can see all of them is just like, 
in Rebels where all the Purgles was just jumping into hyperspace. Oh my God, it was just so beautiful. It was beautiful. And off they go. And that was the end of part five, Shadow Warrior. And I don't think I really need to get into like the whole Shadow Warrior. Like we know like the Shadow Warrior is Ahsoka because of her having to be able to face all of her grief, the loss. Um, Cause just remember like, I think a lot of people were having issues with how Rosario Dawson was playing Ahsoka when they first saw her because they were like oh she's not this happy you know Ahsoka that we're so used to seeing and I remember I was saying that you have to remember this do you see how young this girl was when she was fighting these battles and then to have to lose her entire squad of brethren of the clone troopers that is a lot to have anybody take on. Of course, I wouldn't even be happy and go lucky like that. Like, And then to also to have to deal with the fact that her master ended up being like the greatest Sith of all time. So, of course, she's going to go through, go through that and go through the loss, the grief, the you know the sadness the anger all of it um so then to actually see her go from Ahsoka the gray to Ahsoka the white now all of that has lifted from her now she can proceed to do the journey that she was meant to do where the force has taken her um and I knew that the minute I saw I was like, yeah, because that, that's a heavy, heavy, heavy burden to have. And she went through that for so long. And it's just time. It's time. You have to move on and you have to let it go. So definitely was everything. Oh, that whole, whole entire episode was everything. So now we're on part six. And this here is what? far far away so you hear in the in the distance or here in the background that the purple calls and that was beautiful um just the scene of the purgles in their own like this is definitely a different hyperspace like this is like super intense that Clearly, for the Purgles, the Purgles are able to do this. Not a ship, I'm going to assume. You know, because why put, why put the ship in your mouth to take them when they could have just easily followed you behind you? You know what I mean? And then Hu Yang, it's like, do you want to hear a story? <laughs> She said no. 
History of the Galaxy, part one, two, and three. I was like, is he talking about, you know, the original trilogy, the prequel, and the uh, sequel trilogy? I don't know. I thought it was very interesting. And then Hu Yang ends it with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And it's like, yo, I think this is like the first time we ever heard this live. So cool. So, so cool. And so our, our scene of um, Sabine laying down with the handcuffs on. And then her talking to Balin, which is like, you you say you would take me to Espra. And Morgan is like, oh, so she, he leaves her and then He's, so Morgan is like, why did you bring her? And then he's like, well, I still think that she will be some use for us to find Ezra. And so now they're exiting the hyperspace from the Eye of Scion rings. And they are there in Peridia overlooking it. And I'm like, isn't this crazy? Yo, Morgan is dropping info. Morgan is the info dropper. She said, that is Peridia, the ancient home world of my ancestors, the Dothmeri. And then she says, my people would have first to harness, wait, hold on. Because she talked. My people were the first to harness and ride the creatures in the days before time was counted. So the whales came here to die. Peridia is a graveyard. So then you see the ring around the planet Peridia and you see that those are the bones of the whales. I was like, oh no. Oh, you know, that big whale, I don't know, big whale might be close might be a lot older than all of them. So then the guards come and pick up um, Sabine, put him in the, um, so all of them can go on this little ship. And it's gold too. And then they landed and it's the same setup as it was 
um what was it Cedo where they were before on that other planet y'all please tell me that when y'all first saw the three witches that y'all thought of Macbeth and the three witches okay somebody's getting their head chopped off and so they are the night sisters also and the great mother I forgot the name of each one of them so I believe that she was listening to the witches when she was communicating with them on the other side of when she was in uh, when Morgan was using the map so Thrawn is coming and then you hear the vibrations and then the witch, the other witch is like, oh, it reeks of Jedi. And I was like, oh, excuse me, it. So I'm an it. Okay. So they, each one of them use the balls that they have, which is almost like the star map. So you can tell that they were the ones that created the star map. And they use it as um, like a chain or something to keep Sabine it will wait in solitude okay child really I'm an it okay and then it takes Sabine down into the uh, chambers like a little prison disconnect from her and then just leaves <laughs> so then we see these wolves and at first you know <laughs> first thing you're thinking of is loth wolves but really they're called howlers so then you get this um, really great scene between Balin and Shin Hati and he is just, he's another info dropper. <laughs> Cause he, well, not so much as an info dropper, but just like dropping some stuff about like, you know, what he wants to do, what he plans to do. And also, yeah, in a little bit of info drop. Like he's a storyteller too. And then he's like, this is the land of dreams and man madness, like children's stories. So you could tell that, so what we find out is that Shin wasn't raised in a temple. Like Ray Stevenson is so good in this, oh my God like this here is the biggest heaviest loss for me like I am still bothered by his loss like and it's pretty much just him just saying like I'm so tired of this war like we keep doing it over and over and over and over again like I need this to be done and over with so that's what he wants to use the power for. And he feels like the power is in Peridia. 
And it's just like how you would think of in Game of Thrones, how Daenerys wanted to break the cycle, even though she turned mad. And so I wonder if that's going to probably happen with Balin, you know, just have to see how that goes. And then next we see Sabine and then she tries to use the force and you, you think that she's using it, but no. <laughs> or maybe she is and it's just happening a little by little. But then next thing you know, we get this scene, this awesome, amazing scene of the Chimera, Thrawn's ship, just coming towards them. And the way that it you know, you see the tribal, I call it the tribal tat, just sitting underneath the ship. And then next thing you know, it lands over it. But you can also see like the destruction of what the Purgles did to the ship. And I thought that was just so amazing. Mind you, like years have passed. Like this is probably like over a decade now or less than a decade of seeing everyone, you know, of seeing Thrawn and, and you know who we gonna get to see later but now who do we see we see all these this whole army of stormtroopers and they are called the night troopers they have the red um the red cloths around them I mean they just look menacing to be honest and you see Enoch, who is the right-hand officer to Thrawn, and you just hear all of them ch ch chanting Thrawn's name. You see all the dirt and everything. It's just like, ugh. So you can tell that they have been, you know, helping these troopers. And I think like some, because he did say that a lot of them had died. And who do we get to see walking down? Thrawn. His voice is so menacing. And now they're telling Thrawn that they brought a prisoner. And you know how much he don't like loose threads or any type of loose ends that are interrupting his um, process. And then you hear Thrawn say, General Balin Scroll of the Jedi Order and I was like here we go and then he said I parted ways with the Jedi Order years ago and then he said you wouldn't be the first lights might drop and then he's she, so then Morgan says that um, Sabine is here Sabine Wren 
No, he know who that is, honey. So, I don't know if anybody had loved the look of Thrawn, but I'm like, just remember, it's been years. Like, my man looked like he got a pot belly. He looked like he'd been through it. And so Sabine is seeing Thrawn after how many years? I do love I love the fact that we he he is capturing the essence of Thrawn because I promise you like everything that he was saying I was just I was eating it up and as always he's always Thrawn always keeps his word I'm like, I, I really think he knows, he knows Ezra's there, like Ezra's around. He knows that Ezra just be moving, like he's always on the move. It's like throwing, <laughs> it's like throwing a stray dog out of your home is like what he's doing with Sabine. And then he's like, okay, well, we could throw Balin and Shin out there, too. I don't need them. They're just loose threads. Just move them along. And then that's when we see the howler. And Sabine gonna get on the howler because that's what they gonna give her. I did see that Enoch is being played by a an actor that a lot of people know. I don't know him. I've never seen him before. I think they were saying that he's in that TV show Expanse. I've, I've never watched it. Don't come for me, I, you know. So I'm like, all right, clearly we're going to see his face at one point. And then he said, no mass wonder does wasteland and prey upon each other. Here are your weapons. And then give her the weapons and her lightsaber. And then he said, die well. Like, really? <laughs> And off she goes. And then that's when Thrawn sends Balin and Shin out after her. Because he knows Ezra is out there. Like, stop. So we come to the part where Sabine is has encountered the bandits and she fights them. <clears throat> little rusty but she's doing it I said well at least her um 
I guess like her armor is keeping her alive for the most part. And then, you know, gotta use the saber, honey. I was so surprised. I was like, oh, this bandit went ahead and run off. Okay. So back at the ship, at the Chimera. No. <laughs> We're not sending more troops out there to support them. So then you see Sabine is having um, issues with the with the howler. <laughs> and then they finally get on the same page and then they encounter what? A naughty. And then the Nazi noticed um, Sabine's armor and recognized the symbol. And he's like, oh, I do. I know, know this. And then she's like, Ezra, do you know Ezra? And then he go, goes ahead and takes her to see, <clears throat> to show him, show her. So Balin and Shin, they came across the, the bandits and they realized that Sabine survives and they have their little dialogue and he calls Ezra a Bokan Jedi because he says that Kanan is a Bokan Jedi meaning trained in a while and then he says to Shin like no you were trained to be something special and I'm like mm. He trying to train you to be a killer hunter. A killer killer. And then there was one particular thing where Shin is like, do you miss the order? And then he said, I miss the idea of it. And I was like, okay, because that's very interesting. I think a lot of people would say that if they were Jedis, that they miss the idea of it and not, not the, the weakness that it had and supported to the point where they were taken out. And then they see the bandits and he was like, well, it's the enemy of the enemy is our friend. And then back to the Nazi taking Sabine to the to their village or their little area that they settled in. And then you hear, I knew I could count on you. And then we see Ezra for the first time. And he has the eyes. Because I was like, honey, you know you're going to have to have those eyes, right? And clearly, time has passed. I really think it's like, at least like close to 10 years. 
and um, he has a whole goatee, a beard. Isn't it interesting that he has chainmail on him, on himself? I did like to see their interaction with each other. And he just wants to know, did his plan work? I just, I loved it. It was beautiful. That was a beautiful moment for me. he goes ahead and talks to the Nazi and explains to them that it is time to pack up and move because they don't stay in one spot too long. back on a chimera because you know he Ezra always has a ton of questions to ask <laughs> so back on a the chimera then we get Thrawn talking to the great mothers along with Morgan and this is when they tell him that a Jedi is coming with travelers and then you see his face he's like oh here we go with another <laughs> could it be the recently deceased Ahsoka Tano. And then Morgan is like impossible. And you can't underestimate a Jedi. I love this. After all death and resurrection. After all. Death and resurrection are common deception. Played out by both Night Sister and Jedi. That's probably like the best line. So pretty much they were all flawed. <laughs> and then pretty much she just he wants Morgan to take out all the purgles. And he needs to know more about Ahsoka. Cause he doesn't know. Also, in the background, you see the night troopers. They're carrying what looks to be like their comrades. And I think this is going to be like where Maroc, I think Maroc was like resurrected. So I think a lot of these troopers are going to be resurrected. So, yeah, that is the end of part six. So, overall, with both of these episodes, they were great. They were wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Um, I just, like, we we got Hayden Christensen, and then we get um, Mickelson, and then we get the guy who played Ezra. And I just thought, like, it was just absolutely a wonderful package of both of those played out. Um now in the next one I don't know what's gonna happen I would assume like there will be a fight at least like 
clearly we're going to see Ahsoka in the next episode. So we need a standoff between her and Thrawn. And then I'm sure there's going to be like all this interaction because she has to see Ezra and Sabine. So it's kind of like seeing Ezra for the first time for her in such a such a long time. Um, and yeah, and what's going to happen with the Purgles when they come out of the hyperspace? Um, are they going to resurrect those troopers? Everything. But everything was just so, so good. Like, I am really loving this season. I like seriously this here in Andor I can watch again from beginning to end because this here is just like it's hands down the best um I'm trying to remember any other things I think that's about it like I am loving this Ahsoka theme you can hear this is what I have wanted to say because I forgot to say it from the previous recording this theme song is hands down my favorite right now I love how you hear the grief you hear the loss you hear the dep- like the sadness not even the depression but the sadness of it and then the crescendo of it and just feel, hearing that hope within the theme, like it is awesome. I love it. I love the way it fades out in the end. It's everything. The sound editing has been superb. I'm, I'm big on sound editing and I'm big on themes. I'm big on how, how it transition and how it brings everything together. So yeah, like everything is like really, really, really good. Um, other than that now we got the soak of the white so she's gonna be killing it from here on out so that's what we need to see and i think most of all we really need to see the reunion of hera ezra sabine and zeb i really do so i wonder when zeb is coming in because we can't forget that we can't forget that but other than that that's it for this review um please you know enjoy share like it please give a um five star review it kind of helps me in this algorithm if you actually really enjoy listening to it listening to me speak on these reviews and the tea across the galaxy i promise you it really do help um and that's it this is this is it um, this is it until the the last two episodes and that worked down that's the only thing I can think of and yeah so enjoy your week this is the way peace